Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have dice. And we have a lot of dice. Dice and Suffering presents The Fall of the First Sword Chapter 2 The Perils of Paperwork No, but greetings, mortals. I bid you welcome to Dice and Suffering. This is... I haven't decided on a title for this chapter, but it's Blades in the Dark. It is chapter one, episode two, baby. We've done the prologue. We've survived the prologue, albeit barely in some cases. Crowley. Hi there. <laughs> but no, you're alive. And you're here and you're planning an assassination, which, you know, normal sentences are normal. Normal things. Nothing untoward going on over here. Pay no attention to the clear, like, conspiracy crime board in the back room. Less I. Alex is dead. <laughs> Moment of silence. It's gonna be a Crowley-only adventure. Oh, God. We're going gambling, folks. I've had Crowley's raided of... the safe and it's taken everyone's coin. I mean, the the vault only has three coin in it right now because the others have taken the rest of the money. Woo! Three coin to the casino! Yeah. Mariella, I'm sorry. I know you're in charge, but I spent all of our money. Mariella keeps being surprised by people thinking she's in charge and it will never not be funny. Crowley's told her she's in charge multiple times. Every single time anything has come up, I've gone, you're in charge. I'm not dealing with this. And she's gone, you fucking what, mate? What? It's, we can't let the Chaos Twins be in charge. And we all know Blake's not in charge, so... Exactly. <laughs> My method of subtraction. Mariella! But anyways, considering you're about to do heist things, it will probably establish who's here and who's going to drive me to alcoholism. So Chad, who are you? Hello! I am Chad, and today I will be playing the quote-unquote retired military man, the Hound, Crowley Strixhaven. And during your level up, what did you put the dot into? I took my one dot that I had gained through all of my major accomplishments and I threw it into study because <laughs> I need to be able to figure some more shit out or else Crowley's definitely going to die. And Alex, how are you going to make my life hell? Hello, yes, I'm Alex. As Caitlin said, I am Alex. And I am playing Riley, the Lurk, who has put a dot in finesse. So now three dots in finesse and zero dots in skirmish and wreck. So that'll be fun. Don't get in a fight then. <laughs> You're fucked. I've got two dots in two skills, three dots in another and one in survey. So, but the rest is just no dots at all. Yep, Alex is playing dangerously. Crowley is near yep. death, you know, usual. Crowley is you just know. dangerously. I'm good at these skills, so that'll do me well. Until it doesn't do me well. It'll be great until you die. <laughs> Anyways, 
uh, before we kick off, three downtime each as well. So, Crowley, I'm guessing you're putting basically all of it into healing. Uh, as I do have a level three harm right now, entitled Demonic Possession. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta try and knock that down at least a little bit. Um, I mean, I also have five stress and a level one harm as well. But we're gonna, we're gonna work on one thing at a time. Yeah, let's work on the level three. So, because you have Doctor Brian, it's two d six. That's a four and a two. Four's okay. It's not that bad anyway. Could be worse. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. You could die horribly. That's two segments. Do you want to do another one to finish it off? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Do it again. I got a four and a two again, but just the opposite dice rolled <laughs> what they did last time. But apparently it's going to be mean, a four-two kind of day. Either way, it's still enough. Yeah. So push that down to level two. I guess we'll call it, instead of demonic possession, uh, exercised. Sweet tingles. You went and got it like fully kicked out of your body, but it's one of those, it's one of those things where it just kicks your ass for the following few days. Exercise demons. That's what I'll call this harm. And then with my final downtime action. Whatever. I'll I won't die if either things happen and I probably won't fill it up. So I'll try and de-stress. Try and get this okay. five stress down. What is your lowest attribute category? Uh, that would be resolve with one whole dot. Roll a die then. Heart of the die, as Crowley goes gambling. Again. Hey, guess what I rolled? A two. Wrong one. A four! Oh. How many stress do you have? Normally? Five. Okay, good. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't even kind of worried about uh, overindulging. I, I've rolled like two sixes this whole time we played this game, so I, I was pretty safe. I'm in turn. I'm constantly concerned about that because I'm managing your heat and your. The main way to get rid of like heat on a crew is for someone to go to jail for a while. So. Professor Blake will be fine. <laughs> we can probably find some research, you know, things in there, right? A lot of people probably died in jail, <laughs> including him. Yeah, it'll be fine. Someone's got to be a patsy. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Riley. Harm, stress, long-term projects, assets, what do you uh, want? I got, I've got some harm to get rid of. Only level one, but it's there, so I might as well attempt to get rid of it. Did you make any progress on it last time? Uh, I've got one dot I've got one dot of the four filled in. Yeah, so that, and you didn't get hurt last time, so that is still in progress, so we start with one in it. Okay, so 2d6. Yep, because Dr. Brian, Come on, Blue. Don't talk to him, Brian. Not bad, not bad. Three and a six. Take the six. Six is three segments, so that's your harm. Mm. Was that level two or level one? Uh, level one. Yeah, so fixed, sorted. 
Nice. Your ankle gets slammed back into where it should be, or your stab wound, or whatever it was. Was it a stab wound? I think I I don't remember if I'm honest. I think yours was an ankle, wasn't it? Maybe that's. I think it was ankle related. I think no, I think Blake had the ankle because you yeeted a body at him out a window. And you had a stab wound because you decided to stand behind a door as someone who's very paranoid walked in and shut said door. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, your stab wound and your very sore muscle from having a knife in it have been salved and sorted. You have two more downtime actions. What do you want? To do some training, really. Because Terry does training in this has resulted in a good thing, so I might as well do some training. You can only do one per section of amount of downtime, so that puts you... Yeah, that's fine. You can fill in one of the little squares on your sheet if you want, if it makes you happy, but I'm kind of adjusting it to my mental tally. The one that says playbook? Yep. And you have one other action. What on going projects do we have at the moment, if we have any? There, Kerry, Ariella finished the setup front once, and because these two heists are happening simultaneously, you can't take part in the one that they started once they got back from their heist. So if you want to start a new one, you're more than welcome to. Single de-stress, because I've got four, so I could do again with them just a bit. Yep. So, what's your lowest column? My lowest column... How many dots in each category? Lowest would be resolve. With... Because I've got no dots in them. You have no dots in that? <laughs> no dots in resolve. I know. Okay, roll, roll at disadvantage. That's not, that's not terrible. Um, loads of five. How much stress Six did you have? Five. Four. <laughs> Is that bad? Yup. Oh no. shit. Well, shit. For the first time. Someone has overindulged. No. Oh wait. <laughs> Not yay. So, what is your vice? Pleasures. Good. Good. Okay. What aspect are we going for? Probably drinking. Night on the town is probably the closest I can think of. Okay, I'm going to... So... Yeah, so I'll read the thing, but I know which one I'm going for. If your vice roll clears more stress levels than you have marked, you overindulge. A vice is not a controllable habit. It's a risk, an addiction. One that can drive your character to act against their own best interests. 
when you overindulge, you make a bad call. Either while under the influence of it or in trying to obtain it. Select an overindulgence from this list. I've picked one for you because the others aren't really viable currently. Attract trouble, which is to roll an additional entanglement for the gang. Brag about your exploits, which puts plus two heat, which is the one we're going for. Lost, your character vanishes for a few weeks. Play a different character until they come back. <laughs> or tapped, your current purveyor cuts you off, find a new source. Tap doesn't really apply because, you know, alcohol is alcohol. And I feel lost doesn't really work. So we're going to go with rag and I'm going to add plus two heat to the gang. Hello. Which, and if the heat gets up to a certain point, you'll, you will start to be wanted. Which, you know, will get you in trouble with some blue coats. Drank a bit too much and said far too much. Essentially, yeah. Riley staggers into the peppermint gorilla. <laughs> yep. You guys can't believe what I told everyone about everything we did. <laughs> Riley, you were, Riley remembers you, this you, the next day and is like, oh no. You, 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 you wouldn't believe what the people thought of the um the um, the the ghost on the train that killed people <laughs> they were shocked wake up the next morning <laughs> Crowley screams yes so currently you are at wanted level zero with two heat so chances are if you get in trouble or arrested you'll get like a beating and then thrown out it's not that much further up you go the worse it gets from months in prison to years in prison to execution sounds like a problem player us you can reduce heat later on which is another downtime action people can do so we will come back to that in the future yay <laughs> But no. You two are in the Peppermint Gorilla a bit earlier than the other two. Blake has moved in. He's asleep on the sofa because university accommodation is expensive. So he might as well stay here and just run a lot of the back, back room stuff because he's used to filling out forms. You're not sure where Mariella is. She kind of strode out with a with her cane in hand and her pimp badge, so she'll turn up. Trying to find new recruits. Yes. The description we gave her was a Mary Poppins strippergram with this never-ending bag. <laughs> yes, that was the face I had as well. Just a spoonful of black lotus makes the medicine go down, makes the medicine go down. Copy. Right. But you two have kind of been 
you two are a bit more hands-on with what will need to be done with this. Crowley, as a military man, you are very much, you need a plan. You need more information before you can make a decent plan. Which means you've come to Riley. Because breaking and entering and stealing information is kind of her whole shebang. And what you've kind of agreed on, and what makes the most sense is in order to be able to get to Mylara, you either need to get her when she's outside of her usual haunts, but surrounded by more guards, or be able to get to her within the Red Sashes complex. If you want to get into the Red Sashes complex, you're going to need a copy of the blueprints. Now, Riley, as a professional, you know that, well, basically every major area, including Crowsfoot, has a planning permission office within the district. Not within the district, for the district. And copies of the blueprints and documentation are all kept within it. So, really, if you want anything, at least like the old version, you have no idea whether these are up to date or not, but if you're going to start anywhere, that's where you need to go. Crowley kind of just sitting in the back room. Crowley basically lives here as well. Uh, he, has, he does have a small like little apartment that he doesn't use, really. It's just a bed and a bathroom, basically, is all he has anyway, so he spends most of his time here. So, as... Riley comes in, thinking about needing this plan, and uh, kind of, listen, uh, Riley, as it were, we've now been, I guess, working together for a while here, but really I've not spoken to you basically at all. I, I, I don't know shit about you, you don't know shit about me, but, you know, I think if we're gonna do this, and, you know, you know, you know, X out the red sash person, um, it's probably gonna mostly be on you and me to get our hands dirty on this, so we should probably talk a little bit. Alright. Do you have any experience in this, you know, type of thing? Information gathering in safes and other locks, yes. Assassinations? No. But you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, I've... Being part of our wonderful, established military here, there's been multiple people we've taken out over the years, so that's that's not gonna be the issue. It's If we can figure out how and where and when to do this, I think that'll be the easiest actual part. The sole preamble into setting up any of this is going to be the fucking problem. So we need blueprints for a start, which I know we can get from plan, plan and permission officers, you said? No, I'll just make note that it's officers. Alright, that, that's, that's a good place to start. Yeah, there's offices for each district, so... That would be the place to start. There 
they could be out of date, but it's still going to give us the basis of what to expect. Well, really, it'll give us our... If we're going to be able to hit her there, that's the real question, is we don't even know if that's a viable spot. Because I want to be able to do this and, you know, survive. So if that thing's a, just a fortress that once we go in, we're not getting out, we, we need to know it. So getting this blueprint does sound like a good first step, at least, for us. So, so what's, the, what's the idea here? Cause a distraction, I'll sneak in, we both sneak in. What do you reckon? Obviously, we'll scout this out and work out these details, but uh, just for general preference. I would say, let's first of all just go check this building out to see if, you know, what, if it's viable to, you know, cause a distraction to have you sneak into the back, or maybe there's just a back door we could both go through and hope to not get caught, so let's... Have you ever been to this building before? Uh, probably a dice, Alex. Tell me if it's odd or even. Uh, even. You haven't been to the one for Crowsfoot, but you have been to the one for Coleridge, which is a similar downtrodden kind of area. It's very much traditional government building kind of setup. Boring grey corridors with a bunch of filing cabinets in rooms. Not, not the exact one we're looking at, but they're all basically standard protocol anyway. Just standard guards, standard looking buildings, standard crappy coffee. Heavily guarded? I keep a lot of people there watching these records, or...? So-so, uh, about average. May maybe, I suppose, if they're trying... I suppose if it's super secure, like, for the information they're hiding for that area, it might be a bit more guarded, but... The only one I've hit has only ever been... basic, not too many guards. Easy enough to swing around them. Well, the issue I think we're going to run into is <clears throat> these are all gang hideout kind of blueprints, so I feel that they would probably go to extra lengths to make sure that these weren't found out by anyone. Yeah, I can so, see that. So maybe we should just go just pop off to the building. We can even go under the pretense that we're trying to grab the blueprints for this wonderful building that we now own anyways. That's a good idea. We are doing renovations. We do need a stronger pole. Have you seen those cheeks on that one over there? It's going to take that pole down here with that weight. Yeah, you're right. That's worth noting. Yeah, we're going to need to reinforce every single one of these through here, or else we're going to have some serious structural issues quickly. Bertrude looks far too proud of himself at that. And Caitlin regrets every choice they've ever made in life. No, if you want to, you can go over to the offices. From what you know, uh, Riley, is they're over in... Oh, it's not Char Hollow, it's Char... 
Hate them remembering their own fucking map. Charter hall, that's the word. Which is kind of where all the government buildings are. It's all the civics offices and council and kind of meeting places and artisans and all of that. Basically, if you need paperwork filing out, you go over there. The one for Crowsfoot is slightly shabbier than the the ones for the fancier districts. And the one for Coleridge definitely has like a must of that kind of burnt smell from the Leviathan factories. Like clearly the workers go in there to like demand pay slips or whatever. (laughs) The one for Crowsfoot just kind of smells of unwashed urchins. But no, you can... It's open, like, you know the practice with these is inquiries and things to the receptionist and then you get taken to the relevant floor. You can't really roam freely, but it's very much visitor's badge kind of deal. I think that'd be our first best step when we can go say we are... We will acquire the blueprints for the now Peppermint Gorilla, the previous uh, something hippo. What was it? Uh, it was a Sparkcraft workshop. Oh, that. Now I made, We made a joke referencing the Spearmint Rhino, which is a bunch of strip clubs in the UK. Oh. Well, I don't live in the UK, so I didn't get it. Yes. <laughs> Such was obvious. Carry on. No, this it used to be an old Sparkcraft workshop and it blew up. Probably along with its owner. Well, perfect. He got vaporized, thankfully, so you didn't find any meat bits around the place. Well, if it got exploded and then quasi-rebuilt, we definitely need some blueprints to see what's up. What's in the lower foundations? It's true. So you kind of, you step in. How are you, are you walking in with confidence? Are you walking in like you want to rob the place? Uh, I think Crowley would walk in very confident in like full military kind of where it's very upright, very, the, his turtleneck is pulled all the way up, very crisp lines on his coat. Uh, the gun's not showing, but clearly he has his pistols in the holsters at his side. But just just giving off that air of kind of authority that you always get from military people. Out of curiosity, what rank did Crowley hold before he was discharged? Uh, Crowley? You know, it's probably lieutenant. He got up there a little bit. Not, not as much as the rest of his family did, but he was a... Uh, it's a, pretty much a crack shot, so he was making his way up through the ranks just based on his natural abilities, not always his, you know, actual Tact. ability to follow orders. Yeah, your family are way up there, and then there's you just like, I have a gun. Pew pew! Yeah. Riley, are you walking in as if you're with him, or you don't know him, or... What would we have discussed before we went in? Obviously, I'm going to keep me... If we're going in together, 
then it would have keep me thieves tools hidden but it's whether we're going in like we own the place to get our get our plans and have a scout round while we're getting our plans or whether just one of us is going in and then the other sneaks round while you keep him busy so this is just so like 70s era like spycraft but I think we should both go in and then while we should get them hopefully to show us where the plans were like you know hopefully we have to go back with them and then while we're back there you should have to go to the bathroom and maybe you can just uh, you know scout out a few things while that and if you get lost you know we don't know the building anyways okay why not you know Saturday morning cartoons have taught Chad a lot of things spycraft being one of them that's good for it. So, are we treating this as a recon, or are you actually going to go for the plants? I think this is a recon here for this first. I don't. We we have to. We don't even know where the plants will be kept at all right now. So we we can't just if we're going to break in right away, it's just going to be bang bang. <laughs> we're just going full bank robber style. So I think it's got to be recon. Okay. Cool. Just checking whether I needed to roll the engagement roll already. <laughs> no, no, I think I think Riley and uh, Crowley are a little smarter than that. Not much, but a little. I'm so <laughs> the proud. dice determines our smarts. They betray us regularly. No, you both kind of walk in. Honestly, you're not like covered in dust or grime or anything. You look fairly decent for you know, residents of Crowsfoot, so. There's a very bubbly, blonde-haired lady at the front desk, right, scribbling away on some paper. There's like, it's not really a telephone, it's like a rudimentary, like, it's a bit like a fax machine, but slightly different. And she's just writing away and she sees you come in and kind of gestures to a ticket machine. Take a number, I'll be with you in a minute. And there's several people sat in like these really uncomfortable, like dentist waiting room chairs. I don't want to cause a stir yet, so I'll, I'll take a number. <laughs> it's a bit like, um, like if you played the Stanley Parable, it's like that kind of office. You're just like, hmm. cool. Like a solid. 20 minutes pass before the lady looks up from her work, looks at like the list of numbers and goes 73 and one of the people next to you gets up, walks over and you can't hear exactly what they're saying. But you see like the lady at the desk get very annoyed. And then you hear her raise her voice being like, I told you for the last time, I can't transfer ownership of the property to you whilst they're still alive. It ain't yours. And the young man who was gesticulating stalks out of the room. <laughs> you have a feeling probably going to go murder the current owner of the property, but, you know, not your problem. Yes, hello, Loki. Like 82, and you're like, that's not how numbers work. What the fuck? She's very clearly just taken a bunch of numbers 
and just shove them in the box rather than actually put them in any form of order. But hey ho. And like this young woman approaches and they have like a conversation and look, the receptionist leans down, rummages in a file, gets like a stack of about 24 forms, dunks them down, hands the girl a pen. And the girl skitters off to a corner to fill out infinite forms. 93. You two kind of jump at the fact that you hadn't actually looked at your number and you're like, oh, we're 93. Shit, get up. Yeah. Uh, she looks at you as you approach and is like, what do you want? Uh, yes, uh, we are here to get both the deed and the blueprints for the building that we now own. Where is it? Uh, it's here in Crowsfoot. Uh, it's the old spark plug factory that blew up. Oh, Xavier's. Yes, yes, Xavier's. All right, I need a name for the new proof of address form. Uh, it's called the Peppermint Gorilla now. All right. Are you joint owners? Do you have other business partners? Um, yes, uh, there are a few of us. Um, I, I guess the person in charge will put on the form, uh, Professor Blake Marshall. <laughs> oh, Professor. Professor running some, I'm taking from the name, that's some sort of strip joint. Oh, yes, yes, it is. And while she's like writing out Linda Riley, that way, if anyone comes and tries to look things up, we'll go for the professor first and we'll have time to make a plan. Nice. Okay. Uh, how many additional partners are there just so I can put times two or times seven or whatever? Uh, uh, there's three silent partners here as well. Times three and on. Okay. Entertainment district. Well, it's easier to write on the forms than sexy ladies, which was a form of categorizing here one day. I'll have you know. Made life very confusing. Wow. Uh, Grossfoot, just always amazing. And the work you're doing here is so impressive, ma'am. Kind of throws you a skeptical look. Uh, gang allegiance. Uh, none. Oh, you get to go in the special room. Just for sake of making stuff easier, we, we separate it into who's gang. Your allegiance is two, so we don't have two people. We don't have like a, a red sash and a hive member just in the same room trying to murder each other over a bit of paper. I give, Blood on documents. I give Riley an undercover like elbow just uh, like mark down. All right. So we know. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all of that paperwork. So let's see. Room J, aisle 17, draw four. She kind of, she goes to stand up as if to lead you. And you realize she's just kind of 
stuck to her chair. Going, oh, fucking urchins again. Oh, oh, we can go and get it if you need, ma'am. You see the, like, the, the urchins have, like, super glued her to her chair, essentially. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, you little shits. Six sets of eyes just disappear from the front window. I'll put arsenic in the water again, so help me God. No, it's all right. Ash kind of slams a button and you hear like a, it's clearly connected to a bell or something. And you hear like a bell go, dee, 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 dee. And then from the back room comes a bespectacled man with like an army of papers in his arms, looking very hurried and flushed and confused. And it's like, oh, 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 oh. Doris, Doris, what? You know I'm busy. The wee ones have stuck me to me chair again. Can you take these lot? Room JL17, draw four. Oh, the old Sparkcraft workshop. Yes. I thought Xavier, I thought Xavier owned it. He blew up. Fucking dunce. Fine, fine, but I really must get back to work. I will skin you. Okay, okay. Jesus, Doris, calm down, calm down. Kind of walks up to the pair of you and sticks out like a slightly shaky hand. Jonathan. Crowley, and I'll shake his hand. Sir? Officer's hand to you, Riley. Crowley. Ma'am, uh, if you follow me, we're going to have to go up a few flights of stairs, I'm afraid. Lead on, sir. Kind of dumps some of the files next to Doris, who looks like she wants to kill him with a million paper cuts. Sticks the others into, like, wraps a like a, it's not really a tie, it's kind of a ribbon style thing. Fantasy giant rubber band around the rest of them and tucks them under his arm and then shows you towards a staircase, which to be true, is like one of those fire exits at a car park kind of ones. It's gross and uncomfortable and just kind of weird. You can hear him like muttering to himself, being like, "Oh, I need to file that with addendum, addendum C, but then obviously this." Uh, as he's muttering to himself, like I'll kind of tail back just a little bit. So, all right, Riley, um, we need to figure out which room has the red sashes things in it, and clearly, if there's a discernible pattern to their filing system so that we can hopefully figure out where those floor plans would be quickly without having to tear through the entire room. All right. Um, as, we, so as we're going up these stairs, is it like you got the stairs and there's a door against the wall that leads into another corridor? Yes. Then you go up the stairs. Okay. Um, I think what I'm looking out for is if any of the corridors seem out of place as we're going up. Like, does it look like... Just trying to think how they could stand out. Like, is any of them look like they're more guarded or do any of them look more 
secure because I'm guessing for the gangs, they'd be putting more money into security than the average Joe. So it might look like there's some bigger locks on doors peeking through windows. Give me a prowl roll to kind of stutter back and get more than a quick glance through the doorways. Okay, Without Jonathan being like, the fuck you doing? Uh, that's a five on the high. Okay. So... One otherwise. Yeah. You step through... You kind of... It's one of those like little square windows in the top. And you just kind of... You stop to tie, tie your shoe on one of the higher steps so you can see. Just above it, so you can see. The first floor you go past, it looks... You spot like six or seven different people, but they all seem to be administrators of some kind. They're all running around with paperwork. They all look as harried as Jonathan does. There doesn't seem to be anyone armed. Second floor, you can't see as well because someone's like half blocked the window, but the other half of the window is be has like... You're like when you stick something and then half of it slowly falls down over time. It's like that. You can see a couple people with armed weapons, but you're not close enough to be able to make out to whom they owe allegiance. What, what floor is this one? So, second. So this is on? Second floor. So, reception's on the ground floor. First floor was admin people. Second floor is this. There's a few people armed, but you're not sure. Third floor, the window is completely blacked out. Can I... Um... Can I make a study of Jonathan? I want to know, like, I, I know he seems busy and everything, but does he seem, like, well put together otherwise? Like, what's the, like, state of his clothes and that kind of stuff? Yeah, roll it. You have one dot in study, so. Hey, that's a six. Hey. For the first time ever. Hey, Crowley actually doing something. Uh, he is very well put together. He's He seems flustered, mainly because he has so much to do. Not that he's incapable of doing it. It's just he's got a to-do list bigger than the fucking sun. So his clothes are... You'd call them middle class. Kind of has a decent shirt and trousers. There's some... It's, it's kind of... He's got like basic cufflinks in his shirt and his hair is like combed back. And his glasses look fairly new, like they're not nicked or scratched or anything. He looks like a... I think if you saw him on a day where he wasn't ridiculously busy, you'd assume he was in charge. That kind of business vibe. So then as he's leading us up and I notice these things, uh, Jonathan, as it uh, were, I can tell from just seeing you that you are a very, very busy man. If you can just lead us to the door, I the rows and the aisle and the drawer, I have those memorized. We can grab the plans and get out. I am of the military. I will give you my word that we will touch nothing else in that room besides the plans that we are looking for. Okay, uh, 
Sway, consult, or command, please. Well, I have to go with command because it's the only one I have a dot in. But it feels weird you can, to try. You can push yourself. You can ask for a devil's bargain. You can call a flashback, etc. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna push myself. Uh, and I'm gonna try and do a sway roll. Okay. Uh, but I have no dots, so I at least then just get to roll it straight up, though, right? Okay, so two for you. So regular die for you, plus two stress. Riley, if you want to help, you can give him an extra die, but you take a stress as well. I'll do it. Okay, so roll two dice, Chad. I'm not going to roll those. Those kept rolling fours and twos. I'm going to roll the same die. It's got a six on. All right. Ha! Whew. Thank God you helped because that one of those is a one, but the other one's a five. Okay, partial success. You see him kind of, he's been walking fairly quickly and you see him kind of stutter on the step at this keen observation of him as a person, but also the de declaration that you're military and you can take his word and he gets to the fourth floor and opens the door for you. And it goes into a corridor where there's several other doors that have like locks on them. He pulls out like a big ring of keys. Finds his like room J, room J, that one. Unlocks the door and goes, Go take your word for it here, sir. I need to finish signing these forms. So I'm going to stand out here whilst you get what you need in there. And then I'll escort you back downstairs, all right? Sir, you have my word. We will take nothing else from that room but what we are here for. I'll hold you to that, sir. Well, yeah, so your complication is the fact that he's not leaving you entirely. He unlocks the door, kind of pushes it open, lets you walk in, and then like closes it slightly. Not entirely, so he can still peek in and check on you every so often. And then uh, he goes back to scribbling. I will head to aisle 14 and drawer 4, but I do actually want these plans as well. <laughs> uh, while, while he opens the drawer, to mention it, I'll while he opens the drawer to sort of looking, I'll just um mention what I noticed on floor two and floor three. About floor two, the um window is partially covered and there appears to be some kind of armed guard in there. And floor three was the window was completely blacked out. Uh did these stairs keep going up or are we at the top floor? There's at least two more floors. Okay. Shit. And also, as we were going up the stairs, were there any, like, windows to the outside at all? Or is this a solid, like, brick building? Okay. That's what I figured. I just wanted to make sure there weren't any windows. It is an office, so why would there be windows in it? Why treat people like humans? What the fuck? Uh, so as Riley tells me these things... Uh, you didn't have, you couldn't tell if they were wearing anything of insignias. This is the issue, Riley. There are a lot of rooms and areas in this building. So we need more information still. 
as I'm kind of just slowly doing this. So in case he does peek in, it just looks like it's taking me a while to find the drawer that I'm looking for. Did any, so this is the special room, so. Hmm. <laughs> Trying to think if anything would help here. I, I actually have a, um, so as, uh, I'm going into this drawer, can I actually, uh, pull out this, uh, blueprints and can I destroy them and like shove the remains into my pocket and such quietly? Are you destroying the blueprints themselves, the folder as well? Uh, just the blueprints themselves. I want the folders to still be there. Okay. Uh, give me a prowl, I guess, to, you know, destroy these without pulling out your gun and fucking shooting them. How many points do you have in prowl? I actually have two points in prowl. All oh, right, same as me then. Okay. It's going to do it. It's the other two that aren't sneaky. Yeah. That's a six and a four. Take the six. You watch Crowley like deftly pull out like a finger blade and just kind of shreds this. Like he's dicing an onion, but it's just like. And tucks all the shards, the scraps into his pocket. So now you have an empty folder. Jonathan. Jonathan. Yes. Uh, the, it was aisle 14 and draw four, correct? Aisle 17. Oh, well, and then I'm going to pretend that I go to a different aisle. And even though I was at the right spot the whole time, Jonathan, this folder is empty. What? I, I, I don't know what to tell you and I will make my way. Like, I'll just... Can you come in here and look at this, please? There is nothing... I am looking for these blueprints, and this is completely empty. Yes, yes. Uh, a moment. You hear, like, the rustling of paper as he sorts his shit out. Strides into the room, shuts it, so people can't break it. I I will, as he starts to come over... Sorry, I know you're really busy. Do you know where the bathroom is? Because I've just got to go really quickly. As end of the corridor... Code is 134. 134. Thank you. And I will head, I will, as quickly as I can, obviously not look, just looking like I need to go quite badly, will go back out the door. Okay. While he, we will, while he keeps him busy for as yep. long as he can. We will stay with Crowley and Jonathan for a moment. Uh, Jonathan kind of strides over to you, puts down his stack of papers. Strides over to you, like, double-checks the signage and that this is the right one. Opens the folder and sees... Huh. What the hell? That's what I'm saying. We have a serious structural issue at the building. We need to reinforce the poles. We are going to lose our roof if we do not, and I need these blueprints, Jonathan. Okay, um, let me think. 
Could they have what been misfiled it? in a different drawer in this room? No, I... Oh, I need to... You see him, like, kind of furrows his brow and steps over to the side where, like, an index is. You don't know what all the initials or the acronyms mean, but they mean something to him. And scans through and he's like, okay, uh, neutral individuals beginning with X. He scarpers over. And it's a solid five minutes of him scarpering between file cabinets before he pulls out a folder marked Xavier deceased. Kind of flips it open. He's like, oh, there's no spare ones here either. Though, oh, interesting. Uh, let's see, he's, oh, cunning old codger. Uh, he used to run some stuff for the lamp lacks, so there might be a spare copy in their room. Oh, oh, I would gladly follow you down to that floor and- Yeah, obviously I can't leave you alone in there, or otherwise the lamp lacks will gut me. But, you know, uh, I, I completely understand. I have no affiliation with the Lamplacks or any of their ilk uh, in that way. So I understand your discretion. So let me just double check exactly where in it it would be. Wonderful filing system you seem to have here. Did you design it yourself? Sadly, no. My predecessor was the one who designed it, but I've kind of maintained it and did have a spot of bother when, you know, the whole gang wars kicked off. The amount of deceased adjustments I had to make to folders. Dear God. I imagine you seem to be the one in charge here, so it must be a heavy burden on you with all of this chaos and upheaval. Well, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. I have a good support structure in the lower admins, but... They all seem to lack the ability to think beyond the filing cabinet they're working with. So they're great if I want something organized. I just can't give them anything three-dimensional, as it were. Also, Doris is going to get me killed. <laughs> uh, she seems like a true firecracker, threatening to poison those children and everything. Oh, she's not even joking. She will poison them. Uh, they like as... to sneak in and take some of our supplies, so Doris has taken it upon herself to declare war on them. Uh, as we're having this conversation and he's digging through uh, a file or whatever, uh, are there any of these filing cabinets? Like, how are they, like, set up? So these filing cabinets come up to, they're about three feet tall. And... Across the top of all of them is like the little index card marking their position in like this library of information. There's a little sign at the top of each aisle. And there's about, let's see. Yeah, there's about 20 aisles and about four drawers per thing. All right, here's a fun question. 
is there any way that I could, as I'm like, as I'm leaning on one of these, obviously, at this point, is there any way that I could knock one over, said, and then, like, you know, spill the files everywhere? Accidentally, obviously. Okay. Uh, as a GM, I'm going to ask, what is your intent by doing this? I Really, if one drawer would be enough. I, I just want, just to so make... Make it so that we have to, he has to reorganize the files in front of me so that I at least have a little kind of idea of what this kind of system is. And also just to give Riley more time to go fuck around in the rest of the building while the two of us are just in here. Okay, this is feasible. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be the whole cabinet. Like I could just be leaning and this is drawer. the drawer opens up and stuff spills out. Okay, so this is going to be a wreck or a skirmish. Well, fun fact, I don't have any dots in either. I'm aware. So what can I get for a devil's bargain here? <laughs> okay, um, You can do this successfully, and it'll, you'll knock over a drawer. That's fine. But you will, ooh, what am I feeling? I've got a clock going of how suspicious Jonathan is of you. Mm -hmm. I will add two segments to that clock. Mm. Uh, I think I've played it pretty good so far. I don't know how many segments there are in the clock, <laughs> but I think I gotta. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with it. I've I've played this pretty cool. He's been cool. We've been cool. We're friends. I will take that devil's bargain to the bank. Very well. <laughs> I will mark two into his sus clock. Yes. Hello, Loki. Can I? What can I do for you, sir? Well, this is intense already. <laughs> But you kind of you kind of pass it off as some exhaustion. My cat is shoving my dice tray off the desk. As I knock the drawer over, I'm just oh oh sorry. I was I was so in tune. I'm so sorry, Jonathan. Jonathan, I'm I'm so sorry. I was listening to what you were saying, and I. Just lost my hand, and I. Oh my gosh! I am so sorry, Jonathan. Jonathan, I am sorry. Oh no, no, no worries. You. I mean, as a military man, you're a busy man. I, I can imagine this is probably like in between running training drills or something. So, uh, I'm not very strong. So if you could, if if you could just lift up the drawer, so I can get the documents underneath it, and then we can put it all back. Oh, oh, of course. Of course, Jonathan. And I will help him. Yeah. You kind of watch. His hands are kind of a blur. It's kind of impressive how fast this guy goes, but he does stack it all. He stacks it alphabetically by street name. Which is the key bit for you. 
That is exactly what I wanted to know. That's really good to know, actually. And we magically go back about 10 minutes. Riley, you going to the bathroom? Um, so when you got at home the... before we went on this heist. When he said across the corridor, are these... Hmm. So these like at the end. So right, okay. I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check the two floors upstairs because he said there was two more floors upstairs, didn't he? Or you, or you said it's a general thing. Looking up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to just sneak me way up in, take a peek. Not gonna go into any of the rooms just yet because I can't risk that. Okay, I need two prowls and two surveys, please. Or study, whichever one you have more. Got more in study. So two prowls first. Yes. One for each. Thank God for that. Um, Another six on the high, one on the low. Second, four, and another one on the low. So thank God I actually have dots. And as for study, survey, that's just one, that I have one dot, so that's one dice. Yep. Four. And the other one? Oh, no, it's just one one dice roll for that one, isn't it? Oh, no, I meant the other survey roll, because you're doing one for oh, each of the oh, floors. Oh, two survey at. rolls. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so survey and study for each floor. Right, okay. Yeah. Three on the second. Okay. Uh, you get up to the first, you get up to the next floor, fine. The window isn't blocked in this one. The main thing you can grasp from it is you see the uniform of these people looks familiar, but you can't quite place it. It's not something you've seen constantly, if that helps. It's a one-off, so. Any particular color uniform? There's some yellows to it. Yellows. It's yellows, and you've only really seen it the once recently, so. Yellows, okay. The other floor, Um, you do almost land on your face as you reach the top floor. Because you're trying to be sneaky, but then, like, you know when you're climbing stairs and you realize, like, there's one less stair than you expected? It's kind of that weird jolt. Yeah. You do that, so you go to try and catch yourself which means you don't get a very good glimpse of through the window. But what you can get is a bunch of beefcakes. There's at least eight separate fully armed guards up here. In very, like, wealthy-looking armor. Like, this is, like, some high-level shit. This is, like... Higher than Stanton. 
for the benefit of the oh. tape, Stanton was Riley's friend, Rosalind's bodyguard. Okay. Right, okay, so there's nothing above this floor then. The roof. I, I was, I made my way onto the roof. Oh, um, I jump off the roof. Bye. I'll, I'll head back down and having a peek through the third floor. What point are they at? Like, is he, are they almost done? Is the final cabinet just been knocked over at this point? You don't know because Jonathan shut the door. All right, so there's no window in this door. Not into each of the filing cabinet rooms. Ah, right. You can okay. see into the corridor, but not into the rooms themselves. Ah, right. Okay, so yeah, you got a doorway that leads into a corridor with other doors for. Filing. As far as you can tell, each floor has. Each floor, the corridor that you go into has four different doors. One of which you're guessing now is the bathroom, given by he could direct you straight to the bathroom. And then potentially three filing doors. I think I'll glance at the third and second floor on the way back down, because I don't want to be too long, because otherwise that is going to be suspicious if I'm too long. So I'll come back into the room now. Yeah, you come back into the room. Kind of slip in and Jonathan's like looks up from putting the last of the files in the folder and into the drawer and it's like, oh, did you find it all right? Yes. Sorry, door was a bit stiff, so someone might Yes, it, it does that. I keep asking them to oil it, but they never get around to it. I Jonathan lost one of my clerks says, in there. Jonathan here says there might be another copy of the blueprints on the lamp blacks floor. All right, okay. I've no idea which floor that is, so I'm sure the help would be appreciated. Well, the lab blocks don't actually have a floor, per se. They have a room. We keep all the gang stuff in separate rooms, but we don't. We obviously don't have enough space for every gang that operates in Crowsfoot, so some of them have to share a floor. Oh, that must lead that to some messy. interesting... Yes, we've tried to, well, well, for example, with the whole drama between the crows and the crows and the red sashes, we've, we, we keep them separate from each other. They're on separate floors because I don't want to deal with that. We had far too many people be killed in the office and it's a pain in the ass to get the blood out the carpet. No. Oh. Yes, blood is not something that comes out easily. That's why I always dress in black. Fair enough. But please, please, we shouldn't take up any more of your time. We should go check for this blueprint and see if we can get out of your hair, if it were. Well, thankfully, I do need to do some filing work in the lamp black room anyway, so things meet up as it were. Okay, uh, where are my files? There they are. And scoops him up under his arm again. Gestures for you guys to leave the room first. And then locks the door behind you. Are you bringing the empty folder or have you left the empty folder? Uh, there was nothing else in the folder, right? No, I just left the folder then. I don't need oh. the actual folder. Okay. Uh, lamp lags. Do, do, do. Room E. Okay, so that is... 
second floor. So we're going to second floor. Um, well, as he as he says second floor, just get, I'll just give him a nod and start to head down the stairs. But I'll I'll just try and make sure make sure I've got a few steps ahead, just so I can try and peek through the doors as I go back down, just before he like. So before you can like see what I'm actually doing. Okay. Uh, survey. Can I? I'll I'll help, and I'll even say I help in the way that I will walk behind Jonathan and be like talking his ear off, like asking him questions about the building still and the filing system and how long it's been there. Okay. One stress, Crowley. Extra die, Riley. Jonathan is very keenly answering your questions. He's in, he's thrilled to have someone actually ask him about what he does. Well, I'm done to save the day because that's a six on the high and a one on the original, so <laughs> yeah. six. Okay, you kind of, you glance through and kind of staring through. So for context, what you've kind of grasped is given that there's a bathroom on each floor as well, and these seem to be labeled by letters, each floor has three of the letters. So A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, et cetera, which is why he went to the fourth floor for J. So as you go past the third floor, you're like, hmm. You can see what looks like one of the crows. It's like one of their lackeys in their slightly rougher uniform and slightly lower quality blades and things. It very much looks like a street tough that's just leaning against a file record room bored out of his mind. And there's another figure at the end of the hall, but he's a bit too far away for you to see. Okay. Then you get down, get down to the next floor and Straight away, you spot like a lamp black there. And you're like, yep, that's a lamp black. <laughs> and again, further down the corridor, there's someone else, but you can't really make them out from this distance. All right. Jonathan swings the door open. So, correct. All right. Uh, this way. And then it's room E looking for his keys. It's like, Ah, yes. Good morning, Kane. Kane is there, like beefy, lamb black boy, like it's the afternoon, jo Jonathan. I mean, honestly, I can't tell. There's no bloody windows in here. Fair enough. Kind of eyes the pair of you. It's like, they with you, Jonathan. Yes, yes, they, they're, they're getting deed for a building that used to be on your territory, but isn't anymore. Oh, one of those mix-ups again. Yes, I know, more paperwork, but you're not the one who has to fill it out! All right, all right, go in. Jesus. Kane kind of slides slightly over, so he's no longer blocking the door entirely. Can, while this is happening, can we get a look at the person who's at the end of the corridor now? Yeah, so... I'll give it to you for free because you can probably tell by the arrangement of everything else. Riley, have you shared what you saw upstairs? Uh, not quite yet. 
just because obviously he was talking to matey and you got the big dude right there so i'm gonna wait until it's a bit clearer to share that you get a glance and you can't tell exactly what uniform he's wearing but he does have a big sword rather than a gun does he look does he look um like what's it is his like clothing posher or is it like low life like the um matey on the upstairs floor it looks like a rude imitation of Carlisle's, like, uniform. And okay. since Carlisle's a captain in the Red Sashes, maybe it's one of the underlings. Yeah, Jonathan will lead you into the room and shuts the door again with a, Kane, there's fresh coffee downstairs if you want any. And you see, you hear, like, Kane tromp off. And yeah, you are in this massive room. Jonathan bustles around to some, like looking for the right file and the right folder. Also filing a few things from his massive stack at the same time. Honestly, if he was an octopus, this would be so much easier. No octodad. He's no octodad. He's easier to control than that. I will say Crowley, what you've probably noticed by walking behind Jonathan is he does actually have a dagger. Just kind of tucked away at the side it's one of those like quiet sheath ones so he clearly knows how to use it but doesn't have to very often so it's like just in case uh crowley to not clearly clock the weapon that's what he does but not to say anything about it but just always keep his eyes on it and make sure if this does go south to know exactly where that tagger is located but this has all gone well so far so Crowley is still just a smiley military man walking with his arms crossed behind his back and just talking to Jonathan, just kind of absentmindedly at this point. Did you ever yeah. want to grab a drink, Jonathan? I know you clearly seem like a very busy individual, but you seem like the kind of fun chap to have around. Oh, you should see what I'm like at darts after a few. <laughs> I, I would love to see that sometime, Jonathan. Honestly, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for... Having poor eyesight most of the time, I would have been a crack shot in the military. But hey, this this has worked out pretty well for me, so whatever pays the bills. That is what it is, isn't it, Jonathan? Whatever pays the bills. Riley, there is enough of a gap between Jonathan and Crowley for you to be able to like have a quiet conversation without him overhearing you. Oh, as, as he's, as he's, yeah, okay, as um, matey's talking, I'll just feed some of the information to Crowley, just whisper it in, just whisper it to him, about like the, um, uh, about the crow, the crow member on um, the third floor, with, who's like quite, uniform's a bit low grade. Did you happen to go to the upper two floors that were above us? Yes. A lot of high security on the top floor. All wealthy individuals. And some people in yellow, yellowish uniforms on the fourth floor, also armed. Fifth floor. Well, Fifth floor uh, had yellow uniforms, yes. Well, by that then, 
I would assume the top floor must have something to do with government or some other organizations not related to us. That's that's even above the gang's kind of security. The yellow, that reminds us, uh, who were those? What's that business that runs that they said was going to be our main competition for the Black Lotus? So we took them out. The Hive. The Hive. Cool. I would assume that would be them. And they would need a lot of storage, as I know they are one of the just business-type gangs where they have a lot of dealings with a lot of different things. You say there was a dirty one on the third floor. Well, that would be the crows. So that would make the one with the sword at the end of this floor probably our target. All right. Uh, Crowley would also relay to Riley of the filing system of how it is alphabetical by street name. Alphabetical by street name? Yes. This is this is the only game where I ever take notes. <laughs> I, I never take notes so well. I'll fill up a page already for notes and dates. Well, for this session, I mean. Right, that's worth noting. All right. Um, I mean, with that, I think we've gathered all the information, so I think we just kind of wait for the plans and get on out of here for now. Yep, so it takes Jonathan a while to get his info, though. Oh, sorry. What's your last thing? Oh, I was just say on the way out, can we just make sure to mark whatever room letter the one with the guy with the big ass sword is in front of? I'm guessing it's F. You would be correct. Yeah, so I thought just by since it was at the end of the corridor. So, all right, cool. That's all I needed. Now, please, I'm sorry for interrupting. Narrate away. <laughs> no, he, it takes Jonathan a while to do it just because, you know, there's a lot of forms and he's essentially trying to find something in the dark. Maybe it's a blade in the dark. Haha, <laughs> funny. Kill me. But no, he... <laughs> it takes him a bit and he digs it out and they are very old, this copy. The copy you shredded was definitely newer. He kind of like blows dust off the folder, heals it open, scowls at some of it, but pulls out the relevant blueprint because the rest of it is like the business deal agreement between Xavier and the Lamp Blacks, so not for you. Pulls out the copy and kind of goes, ah, one sec. Finds like an empty drawer that just has spare folders in it. Pulls that out, puts it in, shuts it, like seals it, stamps it, and hands it to you. There we go. It's a little bit rough around the edges, so... Maybe don't open it when there's a breeze. Uh, taking the folder from him, uh, I will extend my hand out to shake his. Jonathan, you have been an absolute pleasure. I thank you so much for your help today. Oh, it's no problem. It's I'm honestly glad we could just find it. The idea that someone's either misfiled or made off with the bloody blueprint. Really, really, really... Jiminy's my cricket. Not a 
I bet it was dollars. Good help is just impossible to find these days. But at least this place has you, Jonathan. I dread to think what would happen without me. Anyways, if you lot ever need anything for your business, just swing by and ask for me. I'm sure I can fit you guys in. Jonathan, I look forward to it, and I hope that we do have future dealings. I Honestly, definitely owe you a wholesome, beer. Yeah. With the wholesomeness of that entire interaction and the fact you didn't try and strangle him once, I'm going to put him as, like, a, as a potential contact for you lot. Just nice. for, like, admin stuff. Jonathan was his name, isn't it? Jonathan, yes. Episode title, Crowley Makes a Friend. First time ever, not clickbait, a woo. <laughs> what should his last name be, Loki? Huh? Loki's just Jonathan asleep. John? Nah. Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Jones Jamerson. John no? Jacob Jinkelheimer Schmidt. Because then he can be JJ Jamerson. King Spider-Man! Get me Spider-Man! Get me Spider-Man! Jared! Jonathan Jones. I have quite a few things that I've filled in here today. We've got the Mr. X, we've got the Peppermint Gorilla, Two Heat, and Jonathan Jones. Fully functioning gang. I'm so proud. So, you guys kind of... You get out. That's fine. Easy. Doris scowls at you on the way out. But that's Bye, Doris. If you see those children, give them a kick. <laughs> Doris reminds me of... um, What's her face from Monsters, Inc.? Always watching Wazowski. That's how I imagine her. I like it. I like it a lot. So no, you get out. That's fine. It's it took you about an hour to do all of that. So it's afternoon going evening currently. It's like fourth bell. They're an hour of operations, like plaque yes. on the front of this building once it closed. Sixth bell. It's apparently eight till six. And but going by, going by Jonathan, you think it's just going to be like seven till nine or something. Uh, today is the fourth day of the week, so it's 10th bell in the morning, it next opens. Because the fifth day is a bit like the Sabbath. But, you know, with unholy monstrosities. Good, that gives us extra time. Because, yeah, I guarantee Jonathan works late. So we're going to need to wait till it's quite dark. <laughs> to go there to make sure he's not there because I, I don't want to fuck that new friendship up yet. I made a friend. No. Oh no, now I've robbed him. 
that'll be a handy friendship to keep that one actually contacts are everything especially when there's literally a plus one to the engagement role thing for having friends and contacts but no this does feel like we're coming up on the engagement role now that you've done your recon you've got your information normally i would Normally we'd cover that in like flashbacks, but it felt better to kind of play it out entirely. So, sod it. Game rules and guidelines. Fuck you. Evil revolution. It's fun to play out that one. Yeah. Plus, I haven't had the combo of you two together, so it's nice to see the chaos. It's probably the least chaotic we've ever been. I know. It's great. Just getting a lot of stress from it. Yeah. You are quite stressed, yes, but hey ho, that's future use problem. We've got an extra extra point now to fill up, so that's handy. That does not mean you should fill it up. So I need to know the point of the infiltration. You just gonna try and pick the lock on the front door? You're gonna go look for a back door. What's up? One thing I never checked is if the building was alarmed. I didn't think about that back when we were in there. Flashback. What, what, do, what does a flashback entail for like trauma-wise or stress? Uh, if it's a comp, if it's like a fairly complicated flashback, it's two. If it's a bit fiddly but not much, it's one. If it's simple, then no, no, no stress at all. What? Noticing an alarm panel on on the entrance be uh, a simple one uh you sat in the waiting room for a solid 20 minutes so give me a survey roll just to see if you were paying attention four you couldn't see an alarm okay like there was nothing attached to the door So you get that. I mean, I should it's fine. I should definitely be able to get that lock open, but it's whether we want to go through the front door. Well, as crazy as it may sound, he, uh, Jonathan did come from the back area, and we don't know what the back area looks like at all. So that mm-hmm. could be another maze of a labyrinth back there to try and get through, just to get to the front, even if we went in through the back. And the front so... door could be the front door could be less guarded because an obvious an obvious robbery of this sort of place would be through the back because they wouldn't want to go through the front door normally. Yeah. Hmm. Simplest solution is usually the right one. break and enter. Yep. Yeah, I I think we are going through the front door. I was thinking about that for a while and I think the front door might be our best option. I mean, technically, if I don't break the lock and I just pick it, is it breaking and entering? Because if you don't break it, surely it's it's just entering. It's just trespassing illegally. It's fine. So, uh, one for luck. Simple. Is this operation bold or daring? We're going through the front door. Not sure about that one, but I'm not taking a dice away. Because even though it's complicated, you've done a good amount of recon to counteract that. If you hadn't done that and you hadn't figured out, like, who was on what floor, then you'd be losing a die here. 
Does it expose the vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? No, because it's a filing office. It's not the Red Sash's home base. <laughs> Can friends or contacts provide aid? Jonathan has. That's another die. Go, go, Jonathan. Uh, is there anything you lot can add to this? I can't remember. I don't think you lot have the skill categories for those. Nope. Just that so no only helps when gathering information or being camouflaged. Any other elements you want to consider? I am going to give you an additional die because it is essentially a low security office building. If you're going into one of the higher, fanciest society ones, then we'd be in a difficult point. But. So, three die. Let's see whether they are in your favor. Hey, Loki. A mixed bag, a one, a four, and a six. So we take the six. Which means we enter this in a controlled position, having already dealt with the first obstacle. So Riley seamlessly picks the lock like a professional. It clicks, it doesn't break, your lock picks are in flawless condition, and the door is somehow oiled and doesn't scream when you open it. It's just one of those moments where you open it really fastly, so you open it so fast it can't squeak. It does not have time to to render the scream. <laughs> no, you both enter into a darkened waiting room, reception area. There's no scribbling. There's no like beeping and tapping. There's no bells ringing. It's silent. I should, I should also I should also add glove gloves and mask on. So if we so if a guy spots us. My face is covered, and I can't be fingerprints. Okay, so I'm guessing that's medium, light, or heavy load. I'm um, I'm going a medium load for this. Five, Crowley. I'm also taking a medium load, and I will also immediately take a point of that load for being uh, a mask and a pair of gloves. I'm also not wearing my trademark trench coat, so. Also remember that because of your gang's upgrades, you have a concealed carried item that does not cost you any load to use. So if you think of something and you want it to be like, I don't know, a hidden knife or like a hidden, I don't know, fucking bottle of whiskey, you can pull that out at any point and that's free. So, quiet room. Doris is nowhere in sight. You don't hear anyone. How are we proceeding? Uh, can I go sneak up to where Jonathan came out and just listen to see if I hear anybody or any noise coming from that like back room area? Okay, yes. I'll let you have this as a hunt roll. Ooh, I like that. Because you are kind of stalking and surveying. Oh, it's a six and a five. It's six. Uh, like you, you can't die. you can't hear anything. Like it's dead silent. 
It's like emailing a emailing a contractor at five o'clock on a Friday. Ain't gonna fucking happen. Right. Give us a little whistle towards Riley and a thumbs up, and then a kind of point towards the stairs. Then I'm gonna start creeping towards the stairs. Okay, you're going to go up said stairs. The question I will ask for it's going to be a prowl roll, and I know you both have stuff in prowl, but are you wanting to do it as a group action so everyone succeeds by default or on your own and just trust the other person doesn't fuck up? I think we should. I, and this is going to probably hoist me on my own petard, but. Alex is the luckiest son of a bitch I've ever met in my life. So I would like to do it as a group and uh, let it be Alex's dice who make the call. This blue dice hasn't let me down so far. So what do I need to roll? Okay, so who is leading the group action? You're the one that will take stress if someone fucks up. I've still got space for stress. Okay, so you both roll prowl and we take the highest out of all of your options. Out of six and a four. Let's go with your rolls then. What did you get? A one and a two. Okay, so that's two stress you take, Riley. Damn. Because you take a stress for each failure. But we take the six, so haha, bye. You kind of have to like, Riley almost forgets that you're in front of her. So it almost walks into the back of you and like sends you both tumbling, but you both catch yourselves and then carry on creeping. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You just stare back through the eye holes in the mask. You can you can just sense the just absolute disappointment in my eyes as I look I'm back so at you. So you pass the first floor perfectly fine. That's all the admin people seem to have gone home. So they don't care. Get to the second floor, which is where we want to be. Through the window. There are two guards here. One in front of the crow's room. Not the crow's room. Eh. The lab black room and one in front of the red slash room. I I signaled Crowley to just for my fingers two guards. But, you know, it does lead to the question of whose third room is it, but, you know, Caitlin doesn't fucking know that. Obviously, just... Oh, Riley would have done it, but I'll mention that I've obviously moved... Once I've taken a scan, I'll move out from the glass. Yep. I assume sensible behaviour, unless I'm told otherwise. Otherwise, Blake's whis- Blake talking about murdering someone would have gotten Mariella and him caught earlier, so... How do you wish to proceed? That is the question of the day. Yeah. Mm. So, I've given Riley you. I've given Riley all the information. They know the that's how it's organized. They know what room this is in, right? You want F at the end of the hallway where the guy with the sword is stood. 
See, the issue is, I'm just not sure, since they're just there to guard the rooms. I don't know if we can get them to come out of this area. That's, that's the real... And if there's guards at this floor, there are still definitely guards then at the fifth and sixth floor as well. So we can't go that way. Yeah. And the another... crow's foot guy should be on the third. Or crow's, <laughs> crow's foot, whatever. Uh, the crow's guy should be on the third floor still. Yeah. And if we, and if we make a noise, like go up the stairs and then drop something down the stairs to try and make a noise, maybe draw them out. Chances you might draw the guys on the higher floor because they're also security is a higher protocol up there, so they will probably be forced to investigate it. What I will flag, I'll flag some options for you. One, you can call a flashback if you come up with something that might help. Two, you can, in said flashback, call upon any of your contacts that you lot have made, both as a gang and individually. You're after the red sash. The rest is kind of a bit more leeway. Mm. I do. I mean, it's it's worked before. Didn't work first time. But, if you bring up the I... postcode lottery, I'll stab you. No. God, no. Uh, I would like to flash back. Okay, where are we going? Uh, we're going back to the hideout and my smoke bomb that I had from all of that time ago. Okay. And I would like to flash back and I would have liked to have, you know, reloaded it and, you know, put it back together so hopefully it works better this time. Okay. Give me a tinker roll. Oh, this is going to be so much stress for this flashback, but I would like to push myself so that I can just roll one die for this. Is it possible that... You can do it... group flashback. Because just... I'm... Um... I'm only really saying because I don't know how many points you have in Tinker, but I have two in Tinker. I don't have any points in Tinker. <laughs> how about this? Uh, Chad, you'll, Crowley will take one stress for the flashback, but Riley can roll the Tinker roll. So you roll right. it, Riley. You don't take any stress for any of this. I'm going to trust the blue, even though it gave me a one a minute ago. Because it's given me a few fours and fives. And it didn't let me down. Um, six on the high. You have a very nice shiny smoke bomb, courtesy of Riley. And you're like, oh, that's where that bit goes. Yeah, I I, uh... I just had I hand I hand him the um the um bomb. what's what's it called again? Smoke bomb. Smoke bomb. I was gonna say flare bomb. Said <laughs> that sort of. Oh god. <laughs> I hand him the um smoke bomb with a um with like a raised eyebrow. Like, is this what we're doing? Okay, you 
Now have a smoke bomb. Mark that off your load, please. Crowley. Got it. I'm gonna, as I take the smoke bomb from Riley. Okay. If we can get to the Red Sash, take him down, we can probably bargain with the Lamp Black. They have no love lost for the Red Sashes. And this is just for the distraction. I will take down the Lamp Black, or the, the Red Sash. And I need you to get to the Lamp Black and explain the situation. Oh, I'm so bad at <laughs> resolve rolls. Uh, We're both terrible at resolve rolls. Who knows what I'll ask? Yeah. I'm just trying to think what I'd say. I didn't build the character to talk to people. Uh, I've noticed. <laughs> Riley literally just has to use words. Also, Riley doesn't fucking talk. Mariella, the fuck? I mean, typically at the talkie class, so I, I just... I know, but when it was your friend that was taken hostage. That's a fair point. Anyway. Okay, uh, if you're going to throw this smoke bomb and you're both going to make a move, uh, Crowley, are you trying to knock the Red Sash unconscious? Are you going to kill him? Are you uh, going to pull out like a sleeping drug or something? Once again, the real first thought that came to my head for why I said this has worked before is because I also, that's why I took a medium load, because I wanted to be prepared, because I knew I wanted you some stuff. You're bringing the chloroform again. I'm bringing the chloroform back, baby! Uh, not again! Okay, mark chloroform off your load, you fucking sociopath. I should just probably leave this written down on here. I don't need to keep erasing it. And by the end of this camp, by the end of this campaign, where you've had chloroform written in rubber and written, it's just going to be like a really deep imprint into the paper. Yeah, <laughs> that just, just probably says chloroform. Just scratched into it. Sigh. The truth universally acknowledged that Crowley will chloroform your ass. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it is a. Because you got a six on making this. But bloody bomb, I'm not gonna have to roll roll fortune for it. So instead I need probably a prowl from you, Crowley, to get across to him without him seeing you to do the whole shh 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 go to sleep, go to sleep, shh. Yes. Horrifying. Uh, command, consort, or sway, Riley. Okay, so that's a disadvantage. Do you not um, have dots in any of those? No. If I push myself, how many stress is that again? Two. That's two, isn't it? Two. You I can have ten before so trauma. If I take two, that's only one off trauma. So I've got it. I've Fucking got to go. Hell. <laughs> Did you erase the four from the beginning? 
you overindulge, but don't you still get to take that stress off? Okay. Do you? Yeah. yeah. How many do I lose then? Four. Oh, shit, okay. One. So you want to push yourself here then? Yes. Absolutely. Hey. Hey, so you I did can roll this normally. Oh right, I didn't I didn't realise overindulge I didn't realise even if you overindulge you still lost. Okay. Yeah, it's you lose the stress regardless, it's just there are added consequences. But that's why I've been so worried because I was like free of trauma. I wondered, I was like, did I miss a whole segment where Riley just like got super anxious and stressed out or something? Riley tried reading paperwork, got stressed. Uh... Okay then, Riley, pick one of those three and roll one dice. It's you oh, negating the disadvantage. Hmm. I'll go with Sway. And okay. uh Can I put is it possible to push myself more? more for an extra, an extra die on top of that or is it only one push? Hmm. I'll double check. I think you can only push it's... yourself once but you can you can ask for a devil's bargain and ignore the stress. Okay, what would the devil's bargain be? In this sort of situation? Because my intent was to basically as Crowley goes in for the sleep sleep time, the CBB's night hour, effectively. I'm gonna basically just sort of come up to the guy, make sure I stand far enough away so he doesn't doesn't just like jump forward and stab me, and basically just say, "No need to draw your weapon. This is against the red sashes, not you." I will give you an extra extra die here including the I'm ignoring that you can either push yourself or accept Devil's Bargain because why the fuck can you not have both that's fair actually you can have Devil an extra doesn't die care if you push yourself Devil don't care you can have an extra die but yeah, which one should we go for your you will need to give him the silver you have on you. How much silver do I have? You don't really have it written down. Essentially, it means you're not going to have... You're not going to be able to go out and buy something in your next downtime. So you won't I'm be able to acquire an asset much. next time. I'm not one for buying much anyway. So... so. I don't think... I don't think... I think all I've ever done is pinch my way through stuff. So what I'll, what I'll do is, uh, as I jump in, I'll say that and just um, hold out the um, some, a coin press with some silver in it. The guy, it's still the guy from earlier, Kane. So roll your two die. Come on, blue. Okay. Then um, one in a five. Eight a five. He kind of looks at it as like, oh, fine, but if Pickett has my head, you're dealing with it. Of course, we'll, we'll deal with that if it comes to it. He takes the money, and yeah, the this, the complication will be Pickett will be told about this, but considering Pickett is in the know of what this is, you'll probably be fine. All right, I'm going to that prowl now. Go on then, sneaky boy. 
That is a three and a five. Take the five. Okay, uh... You get across to him, you pull out the chloroform. You do wrap it around his face, but he does let out a bit. So you don't know if anyone's heard it, but if they have, you would have slightly less time on an imaginary clock. Shh, go to sleep, go to sleep. No need, no need to scream. Go to sleep, shh. So I am starting a clock called the Busted and not the band. And it has eight pieces, so I will fill in one for that yelling. You are at the door. Kane is just counting the money and ignoring you. The smoke has kind of died down a bit. Um, as before I made myself, before I make my way into the room, as Crowley's laying him down, any coin purses on the red sash? No. No, okay. You're not getting around the consequence you just accepted. It was worth a try. <laughs> All right, I'll go with I'll go If there the was, room. I would have given the money to Crowley just to spite you. I'm going to the room. Okay, the door is locked. Because okay, why yeah, would the door be open? <laughs> I'm at, I'll pick the lock. Vanessa. Vanessa, so f- that's free, take the highest. Yep. Uh, five. On the high. Okay. It takes longer than you'd like, but it does open. Fuck off, fuck off. Got it. Riley, this is literally why we, we brought you along. Come on, Riley. You pick it next time if you're feeling adventurous. And I'll have it. Fine. Okay. Next time you can knock the guy out then. Okay. You are in the room. Now what? Alright. Uh, Riley, do you know what street the... Hmm. How many flashbacks can we wear a day? As many as you want. In in a flashback, because you stress, doesn't it? Only if it's complicated. If it's something simple like finding out the name of a train when none of you wrote it down, it's no stress. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I researched what what street, what the street name was for the area. Aurora Street. Aurora Street. Aurora Borealis in my street at this time of year. Aurora Street. Right, let's try not take too long. Right. Uh, I will then go to the first cabinet since it would be A. And then A, U would probably be lower, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll start in the third, or the bottom drawer. There are a lot of there's a lot of files. Like you only get to AF. Uh, well, I will move. There's a lot of files. I will move two filing cabinets down to the third filing cabinet. And I'll check the top drawer 
see where I'm at. A.S. I'll check the bottom drawer. A.V. So I gotta go to the second drawer. <laughs> I have to think about the alphabet for a second there. <laughs> this is just Kate that teaches people the alphabet. Where the does you fall in the alphabet? You're doing great, kids. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of AUs in this drawer. Uh, well, I will cycle through until I find Aurora Street and try and get the blueprints for the building okay. there. It takes you a while, but you find the blueprints. Are you taking them? Are you copying them? I will leave the file folder, but I'm going to take the blueprints. Because I don't feel like people go in this that often. So as long as the file's still there, I think that is enough. And Jonathan's also um, the only one who seems to know what the fuck's going on anyways, and for really need to all grease his pocket somehow. Uh, one more flashback, just a simple one. I want to grab some blank paper from the club before we left. So what I'll do with the blank paper is put it in the um, file to try and match the sort of width of what we took out so it doesn't look like it's been tampered. Like, it doesn't look like it's skinnier than it should be to everything else around it. Yeah, these blueprints are fairly thick, so you do have to stick a couple of bits of paper in there. But no, that is a very smart idea. No stress. Yes. You have your blueprints. GTFO? Uh, I think so. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Okay, are you just going to leave the guy on the ground and wave by to Kane. Uh, yeah. I'd, and go, uh, as we're leaving, I go, I suggest you make it look like we knocked you out as well. Kane kind of looks at him and goes, no, I'll just say I punched him because he was being a prick. People don't question oh. that. I'll grab, I'll grab the empty canister for the um, smoke bomb. Check that back in your back. <laughs> Riley's learned from previous mistakes. I give. I look at Riley and I give him a thumbs up. After doing a heist with Blake, yeah, I've, I'm trying to make. As sure a I result of the smoke bomb and the blood and the lockpicks being found, that was a messy crimes. heist. Baby crimes learned. Uh, give me one last prowl roll just to get out the building without, like, face planting into a window and shattering it. Six. Five and a three. Yep, so... The clock is only up to six pieces out of eight in total. So you scarper out the building. The door does shut a bit solidly behind you, and you're like, eh. Re-click the lock. Yep. Re-click click the lock. Evidence secured. Proof you were there, gone. Jonathan unharmed. And I guess, I don't know, you'd go have a drink or something. That was worthy of a drink, I think. Is this how heists are supposed to go? I, I mean, <laughs> I've, done, I've done other ones, and that, this is not how they've gone before. This feels very weird. I don't know. I mean, the first ever job I did with Blake, I broke my nose, and he cracked his knee yeah I didn't get fucked up by any ghosts or demons I don't really know I, I guess we did a good job 
Just you did answer me one question. The this postcode lottery thing is that did that actually happen or is that just a story you made up? Oh, Riley, I am going to need at least four shots before I can recount the tales of that night. Oh my god, that actually happened. The camera pans out on Crowley taking these four shots and Riley face palming as this story goes further and further into incredulous territory. Which is how I feel running this entire fucking show. But no, that was a very successful heist and there's only potentially one thing that could come bite you in the ass later but that's kind of will happen all this chapter regardless because no crime is perfect so well done that was actually smooth and fairly wholesome what the fuck who are you don't know but it worked it went so well thank you for listening to this episode of Dyson Suffering if you enjoyed it check out everyone involved in the description and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org. And may your dice rolls go well, though we all know they won't. <laughs>